When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Genesis, the girl who finished her dirge playthrough and has now officially started her fourth Baldur's Gate 3 run. And I am a paladin who is going to romance Will this time. Oh, um, who... Who are you sworn to as a paladin? Uh, you pick your oath, not your deity. Oh. oh. What's your oath then? Uh, not vengeance. Um, it's like the protector one. It's the defender. I'm only like level three right now, so I haven't really, really gotten into a whole lot of it yet. But yeah. I am there to protect and honor and serve. I'm, I need a really good girl playthrough after some of the evil horrible things <laughs> I did as a dirge. Holy shit. Gosh, you're really swinging the other way with romancing Will, too. Yeah. And um, good how many of your squad mates made it to the end playing evil? Um, Gale, Shadowheart, Lazel, and Astarion. Did Carlac die or just Car- leave you? She left me. She left you. Wow, that hurts. <laughs> um, oh, and I'm Vervada, the girl who is level five as her dirge playthrough. So that's my second playthrough, though. I'm going really slow. This might be stupid, but I just changed her hairstyle to the Brenner braids. Those like space buns with the two pigtail braids. Mm. It's such an unhinged hairstyle that I was like, my dirge needs to have it. <laughs> it looks so cute, though. And I've, it's really grown on me. Love that. Love that for sure. And if you are new here, welcome to the beautiful chaos. But you should know that our podcast usually centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of fucking. And tonight, we're going to take it to a personal level. (laughs) It's definitely a topic that we have not really discussed too much We've definitely each talked about our own favorite romances or the types of people that we really, really like, but never have we picked anybody else's romance options for them. The patrons voted, 
And we, they decided on ship each other with romance options. Thankfully, the two patrons that we have with us here tonight, Daddy Bat Knight and Apollo, you guys know the girls and we know you and you two know each other pretty well. We've definitely had more than an episode or seven together by this point. So you should know each other. Does anybody have one right out the gate that they know? I know this person is meant for that one. Should we expand this to any character or are we limiting it to romance options of from games only or something? Like any character, if not romance. Games, I got to do some serious rethinking. Or, or yeah, or should we just do just open it up to like any character from anything ever? Anything well, from anything ever. If you only do romance ever. option, mine is gone. That, that destroys my V pick. All right. Yep. Go for it. We will open up the floodgates entirely. I always try to limit things to to video games. I never think outside of it. Um, So that's where my brain goes. But if you guys came up with options that are in books or movies or TV or anything like that, then we welcome it. Bat Knight, you said that you had one for Apollo picked out already. Okay. Um, Now, the character as we are usually seeing her is often portrayed as a teenager. However, obviously for the sake of this conversation, I'm, I'm imagining that she's, you know, an adult, but for some reason, from what I've, from what I've known of, from what I've learned of you, Apollo, have you ever seen uh, or heard of the character uh, Daria? <laughs> yeah. I've, yep. I know, Dar- I know who Daria is. Okay. I, Somehow that it feels like you two are on a similar wavelength with like your sense of humor. Like there's definite humor there, but it's got a little bit of a dry edge to it. And trust me, I can smell my own. I do the same thing. So I don't know. I just was cruising through character ideas and I saw Daria and I was like, yeah, that works. And I don't I'm mean it as with Daria. whatsoever because I have compared my wife to that character often. So my I like Daria. She's to the point. I like it. Hmm. I do. I like that a lot. Daria. Daria for Apollo. Okay. I think her last name is like Morgendorfer or something. I can't remember. Yeah, no, it's been a while. That's definitely an <laughs> old cartoon series. Wow. Uh, yeah, well, I'm a little older than most of you guys. <laughs> actually, I, I actually don't think so. Not me. I remember it. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't That's think why you're I said older most. than me. I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't hear what you said, Jen. I, I said I don't think you're older than me. I'm 37. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to out you on a on a live podcast. So, oh no, I'm not ashamed of my age. I'm 37. I am older than you. Ah, oh. am I the youngest one? Yeah, I am. Yeah, if you're older than her. Okay, the baby. <laughs> That's because Toasty's not here. Toasty is the actual baby. Toasty is the actual baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hmm. okay. All right. So Apollo, do you have one for Bat Knight? Who can you see him romancing? I'll think of one for Bat Knight, but I'll give my one for V first since I've already thought about it. Then I'll come up with the Bat Knight. But since we're expanding it past video games, I didn't want to just do the ones that we already know that he would chip with. What's her, the from Spider-Man? Like, I didn't want to go that route. So I'll <laughs> think about his, but I got one for get Felicia. Right. So I'm going to ship V with somebody from a, a character from a game that you've gone up that we you have gone over, 
but that you didn't, but it's not a romanceable character. I'm going to ship her with, because V, V likes to fix people. <laughs> v likes somebody that she can save, so to speak. So I'm going to go, I'm shipping V with Joel post Last of Us 1, but pre Last of Us 2, because Joel is has already been saved to some extent at the end of last of us one when he finds his new daughter but he also built the whole thing on a lie and it unravels and falls apart and i feel like v could be a good voice in his ear as he tells her things as he opens up to her to maybe smooth things out and maybe if joel had v last of us two is totally different because maybe joel isn't in that spot maybe there's a happily ever after to us to an extent not mad about that. I love Joel. <laughs> I literally um, came up with an idea for V while I was sitting here. And so I'm oh sitting here thinking, man, man, he went in a completely different route than I did. I am wrecking my brain for you guys. <laughs> she likes to save people and nobody needs saving more than Joel. Yeah. Um, I love Joel. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with, I'm fine with, I mean, I'm sad about what happened to him. So as long as I can avoid that in The Last of Us Part 2. Because I want a happily ever after with whoever I end up with. Yeah, well, maybe with you as backup, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I know, but I hate Joel. the thought of hurting Abby, too. I really love her. She grew on me, obviously. But if, if you're with Joel and he's never in that position, that's true. none of that ever happens. Because Abby would still come, but Joel wouldn't be their saver. She would have died. He would have never known that. That mm-hmm. whole group goes home. Jackson is just fine. Yeah, and he can play guitar. That's a plus. And he can whittle. He can build things. <laughs> That's Jen's thing. I was actually thinking that. I was like, wait, the whittling is Jen's thing, isn't it? Well, it was the duck thing. The whittling the duck. That's that's the my thing. I have a duck tattoo. Hmm. For Bat Night, I see somebody who who has a strong moral compass who is willing to fight for those that they love, um, isn't afraid to pick up the sword or the gun or whatever weaponry is needed to in the moment, uh, but also has a snarky attitude and can definitely throw shade, not necessarily shade, but throw like innuendo around. Well, no, innuendo. (laughs) Yes. Somebody who laughs freely and easily. You're describing Sailor Moon. (laughs) (laughs) I've never once watched that, so I may have to do some homework if that's who you picked. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, I I didn't consider her until she then started talking, and I was like, wait, this sounds like Sailor Moon to me. Honestly, I had no idea. And so I'm just like formulating this imaginary character in my brain and trying to figure out who is going to come out of the ether from it. Um, oh, I mean, you're I feel like you're somewhat describing Buffy. I was like, you know somewhat. what? Fred popped into my head. Fred Winifred Burkle? Winifred Burkle. Oh, I I'll take it. gift upon you, Winifred Burkle. Granted, my biggest crush in the Buffy verse was actually always Faith, but Fred would probably be a better fit. 
Yeah, Faith is a little too crazy for you, I feel like. Ask my wife. But Fred, Fred is good. Oh, Fred's adorable. I I think you and I think I've told you the story of I still can never get through the line. I know. Why can't I? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I remember that. It happened during an episode and you said that line and it hit my brain and I gasped and had to actually stop talking for a minute because I was like, I no, I am broken. Um, it's sad, it's though, because I have watched that series so many freaking times. I have watched Angel significantly more than I've watched Buffy. And yeah, uh, same. I'm I'm actually wanting to like defiantly rewatch Buffy simply because it seems like my favorite universe of television is being attacked lately, but neither here nor there. Uh, but Angel, I have watched considerably more and yet I know it's coming every single time. And every time I get, as soon as I read the title of that's the next episode, I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> I get to that moment. And I'm just, I'm a wreck. Like I have to turn it off, walk away, do something else. <laughs> yep. Now for Apollo. Well, I was going to say, can I can I go ahead and throw one while you think? Because oh. since we're on the topic of Buffy, as I said, I was sitting here. Th- I literally it literally dawned on me for uh, V while we were sitting here. That's and again, I'm saying the same thing that I did with Apollo. I hope you don't take it as an insult. But the things I remember about you, strong moral compass and loves to remind everybody about fraternizing in the military and the fact that you were in the military. And yet, I'm going to pick somebody in the military that fraternized with, you know, people that he worked with in Riley frickin' Finn. I don't know who that is. Riley Finn's the one that I keep saying should have ended up with Buffy, but I could definitely see you working with with him as well. I only watched Angel. (laughs) I don't blame you. (laughs) And Spike was my dearest love. I I apparently have a thing for white, white blonde hair, white hair, white blonde hair. I don't know. Because also Malfoy. (laughs) Yes, God, the freaking chokehold Draco Malfoy has on me to this day. But also Spike. Oh, loved him. But yeah, no, I mean, I'll trust I'll trust your judgment. I do need to watch Buffy. I started watching it a while ago and then I stopped because it was the first season. It's always rough, I feel like. Basically, when we when we meet Riley, he's introduced as we don't know initially about the whole military thing. We're introduced to him as a he is you know, like a Kansas farm boy kind of thing. Very, you know, yes, ma'am. And very polite and proper, but he has a sense of humor as well. Like he literally meets Buffy. She accidentally knocks a stack of books on him and he's, you know, talking to her and he goes, I'm sorry, I must've lost my manners and all the concussion. I'm Riley. So, and then we come to find out he's actually secretly working for a government organization that hunts monsters called the initiative. So yeah. He was hunting your boy Spike, so. Hostel 17, yes. I'm the rule follower. The ones I always love are not for some reason. (laughs) Well, again, without spoiling it, since you haven't seen it, Riley will break the rules if he feels the need to. He is, you know, his whole, Buffy shakes his whole universe. And so he reorganizes some things. He did it for love. I think I just solidified in my brain who I have for V. My brain is empty for everybody. I feel really bad. I'm trying to like think of something because I'm so bad at this. I don't know it, if you're if you if you want this one, but okay. V, I give to you, Godric. 
Oh my god. No, you why would you do that? You love Godric. I know I do. You can't, you can't give me Godric. Godric's for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take Eric. No, Eric's mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I take him for me. But no, I for for Godric, it's just the the soul who has lived for so long and has so many memories and just wants to share and have a fresh new life breathed into him. And I feel like you can do that for people. You have a light about you that you can easily share. You make me laugh all the freaking time. And I feel like you could fix Godric in ways that I couldn't. Yours. make him feel young again <laughs> yes i do like the thought of he was once a horrible monster and he has like eclipsed that he has mm-hmm. been enlightened by age so I, that's what always attracted me to godric because he's like a pacifist vampire <laughs> right oh for those of you not in the know godric is a vampire in the true blood series that needed to be said yeah eric's maker Yes, he is Eric's mm-hmm. maker. And for the record, just so you guys know where I'm at, I just got introduced to Eric's sister. Eric's. That's oh, an interesting bitch. dynamic. She's a bitch. Yep. I like her. Well, at least I like <laughs> to look at her because she's played by one of my favorite TV actresses. She, oh, same I guess actress. if, I could, if I could make a poll on that, I'd give him Tara. <laughs> the character is well done. I just, she just, ah, I know. Just never went up to it. Apollo, I think I, I have like one for, Gen- for Genesis uh, now. That I thought. Right. Have you watched What We Do in the Shadows? No. It's on the Well, list. then that doesn't work. Well, Laszlo in that show, I think you two would I think you two would work. He's kind of wild. He talks between you and V, you're the one that talks about you're the talk about the sex act more than the feeling mm-hmm. and he talks about that a lot he's smart he can play th- he can play musical instruments he's a poet but he's also a goofball i love that he's the smartest guy on the show and then will be the dumbest guy on the show <laughs> love that okay all right i'll take that uh and when i watch it i'll keep an eye out and see like hmm would i romance this character Oh, okay. Interesting. Paulo, I feel like you need somebody to, the one has a great uh, love for music, um, but also somebody who's going to come in and like spice up your life. You have, you know, you've got your school job and then you've got your video gaming and then you've got your friends and everything, but I want somebody who's going to come in and shake you up. That's what I want to do. I just want to come in there and shake you up. But I don't know who that's going to be for you. Hmm. So I have to think on it. I just don't know. V, do you have any ideas? I'm racking my brain and it hurts to think. Um, my, it doesn't help. I've been reading so much fan fiction. I'm trying to separate what's actual reality versus <laughs> <laughs> not real. Um, so... Let's see. I have in my head that I had someone in my head for Bat Night earlier, but that wasn't Sailor Moon. (laughs) And I lost it talking about all this other stuff. 
I'm trying to consider shows and there's just so many things that I've seen. Oh, um, actually I have one for you, Jen, really quick. Okay. Um, gosh, if I could only just remember his actual name though, <laughs> it's the uncle in house of the dragon, Rhaenyra's uncle. I feel oh, like you I would didn't love watch him. that one. I know, but like he, he's played by that guy who played Dr. Who for a while and he's like really hot and his, he's just very like Matt Smith. powerful. Oh. Sexual Matt Smith energy. Who did the Doctor Who? Yeah. Well, no, but in House of the Dragon, though, no. you didn't see House of the Dragon. First of all, it's it's a good time. But my problem with him is he marries his niece. But if he married you instead, the whole incest thing would go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a so. sentence I never thought I'd hear in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh! What is his name? Damon. Damon Targaryen. Damon? Oh, there we go. That's who, you were talking about Damon the whole time? I thought you yeah. were... Oh. Her uncle. Remember? Yes. I, you, you were having trouble with the name, and I was like, no, she'd remember Damon. They're all, but, they and, all got like A-E vowels, and there's so many... It's like Rhaenyra, and... I can't even remember what her aunt's name is. Something really similar to Rhaenyra. It's Renya. Isn't it just Ren, Renya? Yeah, Renya. <laughs> like, there's so many, but Damon Targaryen, yeah. I feel like he'd be good for you. Like okay. he's got everything you want, and he's got a big ass cool dragon, so I mean, that works. I mean, it's a really that. cool keep. Apollo, yeah. did you ever watch the Vampire Diaries? I have not. I need to, but I have not. Okay, because there is a witch named Bonnie who I think would totally be good for you. She's fun and quirky, yet badass and powerful. And also has, she's a very, very good character. But when she taps into the evil, it's like Dark Willow type evil and has to be pulled back from that. So instead of like just going like, here's Willow, I think Bonnie would be good for you. That and Cat Graham is gorgeous. The actress who plays her. So I feel like Apollo needs to be with a witch. I don't know why. But Apollo needs a witch. Bat Knight needs a paladin. V needs a vampire. No, I need an elf. <laughs> okay. See, I've always been of, I've always been of the mindset that uh, my my last fiance before I got married, uh, she and I were very similar. So while I don't say this is how everybody should be, I know me personally. I don't need uh, a female me. I need a counterpoint. I need somebody to provide me balance. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I say that me and my wife work as well as we do is because, you know, she is a very, you know, she has backup plans for her backup plans. She is one of the most organized people I've ever met, but she tends to get rattled very easily in that if things don't go the way she's planned it, she gets very razzled, you know, very razzled. And yet I am like the king of will wing it. So it seems like we balance each other really well in that regard, in that if there's something that her pretty little head did not think of, then I can pick up the slack. It's like, oh, I got this. And we, we have managed to be there for each other because, you know, we both have, tem- I, we both have tempers, but she compares mine to uh, like firecrackers. It pops up quickly, but it goes away just as fast. Whereas her temper is a Goran nuclear bomb. <laughs> It'll build and build and build and build. 
I relate to her. I hardly ever get mad, but when I do, oh. <laughs> um, and also I'm a planner just like her. My question is, I just thought of, because all four of us are in long-term relationships. Do you all think that your video game romance choices are similar to your long-term relationship or are they completely different? Because like we're shipping each other with things, but like we we know what we actually end up with in our lives. I'm waiting to answer because it looks like Jen wants to say Yeah, I think that that is an amazing question for us to answer after the mid-break. So it'll give us a little bit of time to think about that on whether or not our video game romances reflect our actual real life choices. We will get to that when we get back. Welcome to the middle of the show. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us tonight. I just want to say really sweet, really short. Actually, no, it's not short and sweet. We have a lot to talk about this time. We have a new patron. Welcome in, Ula. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are now a true shipmate. And I don't know if this officially counts as a review, but I'm gonna read it out anyways, because it was a really, truly sweet DM that we got over Discord. So I'm gonna admit your name, just because I don't know if this was intended to be a public conversation, but if you're listening, you know who you are. And it goes, I would like to thank you and your co-host. I forget which episode it was now, but you and your co-host mentioned that being bisexual isn't 50-50. You are the two first people I have ever heard that say it in that way. I've struggled with that for years as being a bi male who favors women but finds men attractive. Many people don't understand when I explain that I like men and women, but just not the same amount. And I was like, we went on for uh, quite a while longer. And I was like, yes, it's totally that way. I rem- I don't, uh, we then remembered that it was in Dragon Age Origins when we were talking about Zevran because the another little elfie boy decides to go like, I prefer having sex with women, but I also do still like men. And I was like, yes, this is the gateway conversation to where Kinsey got it right, that there is a spectrum, there is a scale, but it is not zero, three, six. There are so many other numbers in between those and where you land on that scale is valid. So, yes, you are welcome. We love and appreciate you. And yeah, I'm very, very happy. So thank you. I was just going to say, we're still at 177 ratings on Spotify. So hopefully we can get to 200 soon. But thank yeah. you to all 177 of you who've rated on the app because it's the only place you can rate. I tried on desktop one time because I listened to that at work. Can't do it. Got to do it on your phone. It's very, very true. But I think on iTunes, you can only leave a review on the PC app. The PC app no. for Spotify is lacking. I have um, the podcast app on my phone, and I can leave a review. Oh, okay. For Apple Podcasts. Um, okay, so technically, since I'm going to follow, I'm going to be the rule follower here tonight, just because it's not normally my thing. We got a five-star review in. So thank you, Pitham F. Wingfeather, 
via Apple Podcasts titled What is HP Lovecraft? And the review is And What Does It Have to Do with Love? That was it. Those are the words that were written. It is technically a five-star review left on Apple Podcasts, and I said that I'd read them all out loud. Thank you? Like, should Eldric horror noises be playing in the background? I mean, there are Cthulhu answers, and I'm pretty sure that that was a game that I saw on Steam. We are MFers here, so... We right? are MFers. Or at least we're very inclusive of them. Yes. <laughs> we're Mattitude followers? Uh, uh, monster, monster fuckers. fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Not Cthulhu, but a Mind Flayer, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, there's another MF we can add to the MF list. Okay. All right. So there we go. I think that's all we have for the middle of the show this week. Of course, if you'd love to leave us a review, we would love to read it out here. Join the Patreon at patreon.com slash two girls, one ship, all spelled out, all one word, everything, because we are not searchable. You have to type in the full link. Because we make adult content. <laughs> no, we make content for adults, not adult content. <laughs> it matters. It does. It matters to me. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Right. All right, let's get back into it. And we will open up the question on whether or not the romances that we do in video games correctly portrays who we actually end up with in real life. Did everyone ship everybody? No, yeah, that's those say I, I have one now for Bat Knight after hearing him talk about how his wife balances him. She gave me a TV person. I'm going to give him a TV person. So I think a balance to him, based on what he just said, is Monica from Friends. <laughs> yes. She, is, she plans everything. She can cook. She does it. Monica, that, there's your balance from TV. That's can so I reply funny. to that? No, because I was thinking why, Charlotte why from Sex and the City <laughs> for him, <laughs> which is for same reason. She's such a planner. Go for it, Bat. Now my, you want to reply? My friends and I have coined what we've dubbed the casting game, uh, where you have to give each other characters on like TV shows and various other things. Anybody who's heard me talk for more than an hour and change at a time will hear me bring this up at one time or another. And my wife and I have discussed on multiple occasions that because she, I'm not a fan, but she is. And she has joked so many times that she sees her and I as Chandler and Monica. So the fact that you said that is nail on the head. So that's why I laugh so loud. Good. That's good. I like that. No, Monica totally fits the the planner personality type. Uh, she can't sing, though, but she'll dance with you. So there's that. Hmm. Okay. Now. Do my video game romances reflect upon my real world husband? I'm going to say some of them with some of their aspects. But generally, no. <laughs> not at all. In fact, there is not a single character that him and I agree on as romance options. It is hilariously funny that everybody that he picks, I'm like, no. No thanks. No. 
So, well, so, well, my, so my girlfriend and I tend to, she does not really reflect my video game choices, but she almost, I almost always play the game before she does because she takes forever to play and, and I'm, I don't, but she almost always romances the same character the first time as I did the first time. Almost always. By choice or by like, ooh, okay, I like this person too. Just, I don't, it's just how she does it. Other than like in Cyberpunk, she didn't because I played as a guy the first time and she played as a female. So she romanced Judy and I didn't, I couldn't. But mm-hmm. when w- the options are the same, we almost always pick the same person just because that's who she liked the most and that's who I liked the most. I don't think that Jason and I share a single romance option together. I'm like running through the entire gambit of all the games that we have played together. Well, not played together, but you know what I mean? And none of them match up. V, what about you? You and Benny have any overlapping romance options? We have no overlapping romance options, but I will say for the most part, I feel like my choices, they don't match up directly because my husband has like on the surface nothing in common with like Fenris or Alistair or Astarian or you know or Solus but like the bait other than Alistair who's like a pure little golden retriever baby I mean he has a redhead so that's like the only thing going for him because my husband's also a redhead despite my love of bleach blondes uh, or white-haired people but like as far as the there's the stakes in video games are always way, way more intense than real life for the most part. But like the the damaged aspect definitely was a initial like there is this moment when I was first meeting my husband. We both were in the Navy when I, I had like a few months before gotten out of a very horrible relationship. The only one I had ever had in my entire life at that point. And we were talking. And I could tell there was more going on between me and this person who is now my husband. We've been together for 11 years now. But I was like, do I want to take this on? Like, because my previous relationship, he was also very damaged, but in a different way. And he damaged others. And I was afraid that I was going to get hurt again because I wasn't sure what exactly was wrong with this guy. But I could tell he was hurt inside. And it turned out it was something that I was able to be there for. To Like, I didn't fix him, but... I was a safe place. I think there's a, someone that'll never work because you can't fix someone. But if you can be there to be safe, that's good. And I think there's parallels between who I pick and that. So, and, and I'm, a, I'm damaged too, obviously. We all have baggage, but yeah, he's great. And I love him. Yeah. I think that's also the only thing that, like, my husband's also former military and that comes with a lot of extra baggage. Um, and I think that's the only through line. But it's like being the safe space for them is, and especially it's like with my love of trauma holders. I'm not saying that Jace is a trauma holder, but it's, it's there. Um, and like physically, no, not really. Not on any of them. But, yeah, 
I don't know. This is where it gets into a little bit weird territory because it's like I've been with my husband for 20 years. I know Mm -hmm. him, you know, almost as well as I know my own soul. Uh, So comparing him to like Garrus and, you know, I can I can pull parallels from them, but I can also pull like very, very drastic differences. Um, I'm not allergic to him for starters. Um, Then, you know, it. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Well, here I'll go ahead and start talking. Um, <laughs> I've noticed that as far as my initial playthrough of games, uh, usually yes, whether it's intentional or it just happens that way, I will often find similar because I'm I'm that guy who's constantly looking into the characterization of everything. It, it harkens back to the the casting game I mentioned earlier. I'm always doing that. My wife has more or less outlawed it. I'm not allowed to out loud play it anymore Um, because I talk about it so much. She said, I can't do that like you do. You know, I have to watch the show first. I can start analyzing it if I watch it a second or third time. She said, but you, you'll sit there and start analyzing stuff as you're watching it. I pay way too much attention to, you know, body language, narrative, things of that nature. So anyway, um, whether it actually happens that way or whether I'm just desperately looking, I will often find characters that will, f- or similarities between the character I'm romancing and my wife on my initial playthrough. However, I will, as a fan, get very attached to other characters in other playthroughs. But it always seems like the first one is like, for example, the two examples that pop, on, pop in my head is my first playthrough of the Mass Effect trilogy, I ended up with uh, Liara. Mm. And Liara at the time very much reminded me of my wife. And, uh, you know, with the organization and the a little naive around, you know, other people kind of thing. Uh, my wife was homeschooled. Liara, you know, might as well have been. Uh, you know, it was just one of those situations. So, and yet she bonded with that character as well. Like when I, you know, when, <laughs> spoiler, I guess, uh, Shepard dies at the end of the trilogy she's sitting here sobbing because she watched me finish my first playthrough and the first words out of her mouth were now they don't get to have the little blue babies and i asked her i was like you know because again with rpgs i always play like what would i do in that situation so i looked at her and said you know are you mad did i make the wrong call with the decision she looked at me and went no you do some dumb shit like that so and then the other extreme is, you know, once I've been a little into a little further into my marriage, uh, of the two, the two main ones anyway, uh, my my initial playthrough with The Witcher Three, he ended up with, uh, uh, crap, I just Jennifer, yeah, Jennifer, and. I was saying, because I was reading the books at the same time, I read the books after I'd played the game. And I was talking to a friend who had already read, read through the series. And I said, you know, I just, I kind of dig in because she reminds me of my wife. And his first words were, dear God, I hope not. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? He said, you do know how they met, right? And I was like, well, yeah, but it's magic, it doesn't count. <laughs> but then, you know, I turned around and I've, I've done a playthrough where I romanced, uh, uh, Chris and there are things I like about that relationship as well. It's the same with to me. It was going from Liara and Jennifer in the initial playthrough, and then Tris and uh, Tally in the you know second playthroughs. And so there's things I like about all of that. Of course, with my Renegade run now, I'm romancing Jack. So there you go. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I I don't know. Jennifer is so unique and individualized in my mind that I can't pick another character that's like her. Um, I'm pretty sure when V gets to analyze her, she'll be like, and she's like this girl and this girl and this girl and be like, oh, okay, yeah, now I see it. As of right now, I think Jennifer is on a pedestal in my head. Um, so, hmm. I like that though for you. All right, guys. Is there anybody weird and random? I cannot be offended by anything that you possibly throw at me. Go for it. Throw a rope. Who were you thinking of that night? Wait, what? Peter Parker. Peter Parker for me? Mm Mm-hmm. Explain. Honestly, because the way I've... I don't know how else to say this, but I have heard enough of these episodes to where when Jen gets in, like her mode she has a very distinct voice mm-hmm. that she does every single time she gets in i just i just call it gen mode yep and and the same voice i could so hear saying a line hey spider and so no i'm actually pairing you with peter parker because you have elements of reminding me of felicia freaking hardy okay that makes more sense because I'm like, Peter Parker is a high school boy and I would eat him alive. I would be the spider in that story and Black Widow his ass. Like, there's... Well, you, we've had enough conversations of I like Peter more when he's, you know, allowed to age past a high schooler. So yeah. just like when I did with Apollo, you know, I'm, I'm in this hypothetical world. It's an adult, Daria. Well, with you, it's an adult Peter Parker. Yeah. So I'm going to give you, so I think you wouldn't mind a guy that could bring a little danger into your life, be a little unpredictable. I'm going to give you Johnny Silverhands. Ooh, I will take Johnny for sure. What a hardship. (laughs) Yeah, as soon as he said that, I was like, well, Apollo is now Jen's favorite person. (laughs) I mean, if he's pre-relic, I mean, he is a terrorist, but. You know what? It's fine. Like Johnny, Johnny doesn't have a lot of redeeming characteristics until after he dies. So if I'm going to ride the wild side, I might as well just go full on. Like I'll be his alt Cunningham in the eighties. We can roll with that. I I love how Apollo and I went completely different ends of the spectrum. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hmm. Also, fun oh. fact, Johnny Silverhand canonically is two years younger than me. So thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> um, if I'm strictly going off of movie versions rather than book versions, I would give Jen Thranduil from The Hobbit, who is played by Lee Pace expertly. He's Legolas's daddy, king of Mirkwood. Ah. Beautiful sylvan elf man. Yeah. He brings fire so went on to become Ronan the accuser <laughs> yes see now you're in the you're in the uh i know i need to give you one my favorite my favorite movie character crush of all time Ooh. you're in there it's in the lord of the rings it's in lord of the rings your favorite movie crush ever is it eowyn it is eowyn is mm-hmm. Freaking gorgeous. I know. In those movies. Dear Lord. She's a lot of went over Eowyn. 
I oh, was my. gonna give you Ar- Arwen. That was where I was going that night. <laughs> I was gonna, gonna give, give you Arwen. You, I'm gonna gift you Eric Northman. Oh, thanks. You, you know who I really too. would want to end up with? Freaking Samwise Gamgee. Give I, me. That was my. I, I thought about it. I'll have. That was what I was gonna say, but then I was like, Eric's so much better looking. I yeah, I know, but. Sam, man, he's the real hero of Lord of the Rings. I'm, I'm actually listening to Andy Serkis narrate the book. I'm in Fellowship right now. I've read the books before, but I've never listened to them. And Andy Serkis does voices. And God, I forgot how many songs are in this book. And also Tom Bombadil can just shove right off. If I could skip those two chapters, I really would, but I'm not going to. But yeah, anyway, if you've never read Lord of the Rings, you should once and then watch the movies from then on. Oh, Wait, okay. You hate Tom Bombadil? Yeah. He's annoying. He just sings and skips everywhere. And he's like, he has the power to literally do whatever he wants. And instead of killing the ring for them and saving everyone, he's like, here you go, little hobbit. Have fun on your perilous journey. Hi ho, Tim Bombadillo. And just runs away. Well, I mean, there wouldn't have been a journey without Tom Bombadil because they would have died right off the, the bat when the tree white. stuck them in. Oh, and yeah. the tree. I forgot about the willow. Yeah, um, it doesn't make any sense how he's like, I was there when the first acorn was made. Okay, and then what are you doing? Married to the daughter of the river, letting the hobbits run around naked, having a good old time, and you're not helping them other than when they... Ha- they Also, he gave them like a very specific song to sing when they needed help. And I'm like, you expect them to remember all four verses of that when they're dying? And they had to. They had to sing the whole thing. They couldn't just be like, help, help, Tom Bombadil. No, they had to sing a very specific song. It was weird. I'm glad they cut it from the movies, honestly. They did a good job with the movies. Anyway, we have digressed. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was Tangent laughing away. hysterically. Your initial, it, you could see that bubbling in you. And initially, you were just, yes. <laughs> but then the floodgate opened, and I was like, there it is. No, but for real, I was gonna. I was thinking about Arwen for you, but then you you tricked me with the planner bit because I was like, I have to give someone someone from Lord of the Rings because it's one of my favorite stories of all time. Even though I make fun of the books a little bit, I love Tolkien so much. Great writing style, even though I don't need to know exactly how every blade of grass bends in the wind. But yes, I was thinking Arwen for you for sure, and I'm glad I guessed Eowyn right. But also, who doesn't have a crush on her? I literally cannot not cry. With the Battle of Rohan, King Theoden is like, death! Oh my god, the most epic thing ever. Uh, one of the tattoos that I have planned is, uh, I don't know what language I'm going to have it in yet, or like what font or anything like that. Um, but I want on my inner arm right here saying, but I am no man. And just for like... Do you have that? Um, I do have I Am No Man. It's in Tangwar, but it's not translated. It's just in English. Mm. But Tangwar is the alphabet. And I have I Am No Man tattooed on the inside of my arm. And I need to get her sword added to it. But I don't know of a tattoo studio yet. So, now, Did you it's, see Return of the King right when it came out? Yes. Yes. Did your, did your theater cheer multiple times in yes. this movie? So did mine. It's People burned were crying. My brain. Yeah. People, I, still, I mean, man, that was so fucking good. I still, still get choked up if I even if it's on TV when the Rohirrim right they blow those horns and they ride down into Pelennor Fields that oh. still chokes me up now. And I can I've be seen listening that movie to random times, music. And that still on, chokes me up. 
I could be listening to random music on my Spotify shuffle list and Riders of Rohan comes on and I'm like, mm-hmm, done. Mm-hmm. I cry. But yep. and I'm just like cruising down the road. Why am I crying? Oh, that's why. Um, yeah. Okay. So and the, yes. and, and the scene they put in there at the end that wasn't that's not in the books where like they bow to <gasps> King and he's like, No, my friends, you bow to no one and every bows mm-hmm. to and everyone bows to them. Ah. Too much, man. It's too much. Yeah. It's just that too when much. Boromir dies. I if I need a good cry, Return of the King and Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers, all of it. My wife is actually like the biggest Tolkien nerd I've ever met. Like she our one of our first dates, not our very first date, but one of our first dates was to go see uh The Hobbit when it released. And I didn't realize how much they were straying. I learned very quickly because <laughs> I'm sitting beside her and every couple of minutes I hear that's not how it happened. Yeah. We actually it's- showed up opening night for the first Hobbit in costume. And her Aww. one of the first gifts I ever got her was a replica of the Evan Star, which she still wears to this day. I have it so too. again, the fact that that's where you went with this, that's awesome. <laughs> I have Eowyn's sword mounted on my wall right now. I had a replica of uh, Aragorn's ring because mm-hmm. he's my favorite character in the franchise. Mm-hmm. And but unfortunately, I don't wear it anymore because. Uh, I used to I used to wear it like all the time and it broke. Oh. So I mean, it, I still have the ring, but there's no gem in it anymore. So I just I keep it I keep it as a keepsake. I had Nerdy. the full size when Return of the King came out. They did Barnes and Nobles had a full size A one cut out that was like a book holder. But one of my students got me that because she worked at Barnes and Nobles. But then my ex wife family it got fucking destroyed. Still oh. salty over that. Oh no. Oh no! Okay. One of Before who did we, we interview who had a Legolas cut out in their room? One of the games writers we interviewed had a giant Legolas cut out from when the movies came out. Um, and if to no one's surprise, Shana. Legolas it was Shayna. Yeah, it was Shayna. To no one's surprise at all, my fa- my first favorite character of my entire life was Legolas Greenleaf. My mom read me those books when I was like six. Loved him my whole life. Yeah, started my elf thing, I guess. But when I grew up and watched the movies, that's when I'm like, all right, it's Samwise Gamgee time. Like, also Aragorn. I, I still love Legolas. But. One of my first crushes was Xena, Warrior Princess. And so I think that for me and myself, I pick Ares, God of War. Played specifically by the dearly departed Kevin Smith. There shall never be another Ares other than you sir but i think on that note i too liked callisto uh there's there i also completed my xena rewatch uh just yesterday all six seasons i am i'm very very happy it still holds up to this day um i know that i mentioned it in my op- my opener a couple weeks ago um i have not i did not have any issues with like oh, yeah, we don't talk like that anymore, or we don't make those types of jokes. In fact, this is a show that started in the 90s, and they were doing, they had trans rights, uh, lesbian rights, bi-activism. There was so much 
good in that show um and the dual duality of your spirit and how it can uh, it can be genderless so i'm very very happy that xena still holds up to this day and on that note i think we will wrap it up here um and end the end the show for tonight fat night i know that you have stuff going on please shout out all the things Okay. Uh, thing number one is uh, not the most important thing, but thing number one is I have a small role in the upcoming or in the Avengers audio drama in the episode two when that ever comes out. Uh, so I know I'm in that. Uh, I my main thing is I'm still doing the Twitch streaming. Uh, apparently can't seem to hold down what game I'm playing on Wednesday. I was playing Terminator Resistance, but got frustrated and switched to Devil May Cry. And then last Wednesday, I played Batman the Telltale series. Uh, but Sundays and Mondays are pretty consistent. Sundays, I've so far been playing Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, Monday, I've been playing Mass Effect 2. I'm almost finished with Mass Effect 2 Legendary Edition, my Renegade run. I just finished the Overlord mission. That was, as a Renegade, that was shutterworthy. Uh, so anyway... Uh, Sundays, Mondays, and Wednesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and I, I tell everybody, all of my followers of the fellow knights of the gaming table, that I wish all of them a great day and a night night. So, night, my little night. catchphrase there. Oh, and I have an upcoming guest spot this, uh, this Wednesday is when they record it live on the Wizarding World Lorecast. I'm uh, guest hosting where, where they're going to talk about dueling. Oh, cool. So, Tamaria on Twitch to check that out he's a you know friend of this show as well yeah ben's been on twice now if not more i think uh he has been on for the tris episodes and the wrap up to the knights of the old republic from holocron histories it's like i know he's ben's the been robots on. radio tris defender isn't he he is. He's also co-host of the Witcher lore cast with Toasty. So he is the Triss Mancer. And Ben will be back um, to talk about Triss in June. So that'll be fun. Apollo, what do you have going on? Well, I'm playing back through The Last of Us 2 now. And there, in this PS5 version, V, you're going to have to play this because you can set it to where in cutscenes the voice actors will talk about their experience filming that stuff. It is eye-opening. There's things I never, I've played that game 10 times, things I've never noticed and they'll say it and I'll, and then I'll look at it and I'm like, Holy shit. You got to do it. You got to play it. I don't know if I'm emotionally available to play that again. That game destroyed me. I literally was not okay for two weeks after finishing it the first time. Oh, but I really want to hear their stuff. I do. I I think I can prepare myself. Uh, and then I we are we're going to we're going to New Orleans next week for Mardi Gras the week before Fat Tuesday. So that's always a good time. Oh, fun, fun! If you like what you are hearing, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes or on Spotify, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can now find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co-host Toasty, where we explore the foundations of the past the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. You can also check out Scyther Audio's newest fan-made production, The Avengers, the audio drama, where you can hear me and a few of our podcasting friends. 
You can also reach out to me on our Two Girls One Ship channel on the Robots Radio Discord and come give us a follow on all the social medias and on patreon.com slash two girls one ship. Our theme music was composed by the ever-talented Pipeman Studios and our artwork was designed by the esteemed Let's Not. Links are in the description. You can also find me on the Robots Radio Discord and on our own Two Girls, One Ship Discord server where we nerd out on all our favorite CGI significant others and sometimes not CGI significant others as you've heard today. So be sure to check out our live streams on Twitch on Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And our podcast episodes release on Mondays because you need at least one good thing on a Monday, you know what I mean? And thanks for listening. And remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller. Vault Dwellers, join me, Jaxus, Sassy Lady Rover, Eric, and the Creator Maverick as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it using at FalloutRTD. You can send us an email using FalloutRTD at gmail.com. Join us. The conversation has already started.